of your beautiful ugliness. <laughs> it's good. Uh, I truly, I, you know, you guys are beautiful. It's good to see each one of you here, and uh, just thank God for, for each one of you. You know, we're keep your finger in Psalm 37. I promise one of these days I'll get through Psalm 37 when, when God quits giving me things in Psalm 37. All right, but. But before we go there, he also just laid something on my heart while we were sitting here and, and, and uh, want, want to uh, uh, share this with you too, um, being Memorial Day weekend and thinking about those that have uh, bled and died for our country. And, and actually, I just, saw, uh, I, I, <clears throat> I, I just saw that there was a, a uh, first lieutenant, I believe, just this week was killed somewhere I think in Afghanistan uh, died for our country this week and uh, we just can't express what that means to us you know the best way that you can express your thankfulness is to exercise your freedom that they have died for and so I, I want to uh, just praise the Lord for the country that we live in and that we uh, still have that right and 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 I thank God for that. And and I'll, you guys know most of you have stayed up somewhat on, on our social media page and stuff, and and then some of you on the devotion that I do in the mornings. And and for now, I'm going to continue to do those. And so, if you get a chance, you can go and watch those. We put them on YouTube also, in case you don't have Facebook, and uh, you can watch those. Pray that to be a blessing. But it's been such a struggle with, with. Being a, being a believer and a Christian and being a patriot. And, and we can be both. And we need to be both. But sometimes my patriotism almost outweighs the responsibilities that I have as a believer. And, and uh, uh, it's just been a real struggle. And, and um, anyway, just, just been a real struggle. And so I'm still battling with that, and, and Psalm 37 has truly been a, a blessing for me in that. But as I was sitting here and thinking about our freedoms, and even as Wes was singing, and proud to be American, and, and proud to be a believer, and, and, and our God that we serve, and, and this country that's been blessed by God. But it did remind me, and God brought this verse to my mind, in Galatians chapter 5, and verse 1, he tells us, and here... Paul was writing to the Galatians, and some of the Galatians were getting caught up in the, into the Judaism and, and the, the work salvation and how they were uh, supposed to regress back into the Judaistic laws. And, and the Jews had really lost sight of, of what the laws were about, and, and the laws were to show them that, that they were inadequate and they didn't have the ability to actually approach God. And and that you couldn't keep all of the laws, and 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 so be, and because of that, then you had to have the sacrifices that that they had to practice so often in in order to be able to go into the presence of God. And it came through those sacrifices that were administered by a priest of the time. And and so we 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 uh, understand that, but the Jews didn't, and they had gotten caught up in the idea that they had to do these things to in order to. To, to merit salvation and to merit God's 
uh, uh, gratitude and, and grace upon their lives. And, and really, then it's not grace at all, because grace is truly receiving something that something good that you don't deserve, and that is eternal life, and, and we don't deserve it. But by God's grace, He gives that to us. But He says in chapter 5 and verse 1, He says, stand fast, and that's a command. And telling the believers, then stand fast in your faith. Stand fast in the the knowledge of Christ as your Savior. Stand fast in the the Word of God and what it tells you and and, and abiding by that. And, And stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And and liberty, there, there is a freedom, there is no constraint. I love that. Do, do you, Christ is the very example of freedom that, that we have. We are not under the constraint thinking that we must do these things and, and set up a list of guidelines that we must do in, in order to please God and, and in order to, to merit our way into heaven. But, but here he tells us that you stand fast in the very liberty and, and, and the freedom and no constraint in, in understanding that, that when we go to Christ and, and we trust in Him as our Savior, when we humbly open our hearts and, 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 and trust Him knowing and recognizing that we're a sinner in need of a Savior and that, that we come to Him and we open our heart and pour out our heart to Him and, and bear it all to Him and, and ask Him for forgiveness, He gives us forgiveness. And, and we are then free, and, and free indeed, and, and, and truly, he, and, and we need to stand in that, that, because He is the one that has liberated us, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Boy, there's a, there's a, there's a civics lesson there to be taught also. There's a civics lesson in understanding that as we have the freedom that Christ has given us to actually enjoy our, our salvation and, and enjoy the liberty that He's given to us to serve Him and, and serve Him with a willing heart and a loving heart. And, and it's not out of a, uh, and it's not out of, the, of, of, of a fear that, that He's going to strike you dead at any moment. And, and He is holy and He is righteous. And so, and, and so we do it out of love and, and we do it out of respect for who He is and, and how much we love Him and how much we owe Him. And, and we stand on that. But we need to understand that the devil is always trying to pull you back into that yoke of bondage. Just, just like our politics of the day. You know, I, I find it that, that it must be something that, that is so intoxicating to, to think that, that to, to have power over people. And, and you can see that. You can see that even in the pulpit at times where, where there are those that will try to manipulate the people and, and, and try to, to hold power and hold sway over them. And, and, and the ones that are the true shepherds are not doing that, but rather they are teaching the freedom that we have in Christ, that we, we, we teach and understand that, that all of us are going to be responsible for ourselves in front of God, and, and, and we need to encourage them, each one, to, to walk in a way that's honoring and pleasing to God, and take them where they are, and help them to get to where they need to be, and, and encourage them along the way. And, and, but there are those that like to have them in that yoke of bondage, and that yoke of slavery. Well, Christ doesn't teach that at all. Christ tells us that we have a liberty and that it is the truth that 
that of the scripture that shows us and reveals that to us. And, and Jesus even said in the Gospels in, in John chapter 4, if you want to turn over there, you can. But, and it tells us in, in John chapter 4, he says in verse 24, he says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And then it also goes on, and, and I believe it's in, is it there in John chapter 4, or is it in John chapter 8, where he then tells us in John chapter 8, verse 32, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And what is the truth? The truth is the word of God and what it tells us about God himself. The truth is Jesus Christ who made the statement that I am the truth. I am the, the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me, he tells us that in John 14. And so we see that it's Christ that sets us free. You know, I hear, I hear those who, who, who take that out of context, and, and I even heard Glenn Beck one time say that, hey, the truth will set you free. Well, Glenn Beck, you need to understand that, that the truth is, is not just telling the truth, but the truth is Jesus Christ, and, and that you need to walk away from the, from the religion that you are in and the work salvation that you want to promote and, and, and living that way and understand that the truth is Jesus Christ and that anyone who calls upon Him and trusts in Him, you will have freedom. You will understand the truth. You will be set free, and you will be able to stand fast in the freedom that Christ gives you. And that's it. Jesus is the only way that you'll ever have that. Oh, as we live in this world, we find that there's more and more bondage. As we live in this world, we, we look at those that are our loved ones and our family and our co-workers and and our neighbors around us and as they live their lives in the world and they and they only look to the world we see that further and further they go into bondage and I find it to be a sad day you know I find it sad when you read a statement by the 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 mayor of Chicago and makes the statement that churches are a nuisance <clears throat> they are a nuisance to those who want to keep you in bondage. They are a nuisance to those that want to rule your life. They are a nuisance to a, to a government that thinks that they are to be God and that we are to worship them. The church, the true church is a nuisance because we teach what the Bible tells us that Christ will set you free. And that he's given you in that freedom some inalienable rights. And those are ones that our government has set there to protect. And they find that horrible little constitution that was based on biblical principles to be a choke chain. And they'd sure like to get rid of it. But so far they can't. And even if they do cast it off in the government, they can't take away our freedom not the freedom that we have in Christ, and let us always remember that. And so I ask today, do you understand the freedom that Christ gives you? 
Has there been a time in your life when you have humbled your heart? And in your own way, and, and it doesn't have to come through reciting a perfect prayer. It, it doesn't have to come in, in, in weeping and in tears on your bed or, or there at your sofa or, or at the dining room table or, or even at the church altar. And, and it could have been there. And, and I'm not saying those are wrong. Those are good places. That, but it may have been in your car as you were driving. It, it may have been while you were mowing your grass on a lawnmower or or it may have been on horseback or, or, or out in the middle of the wilderness somewhere or fishing by a pond or something, but it was there that, that you realized that you were a sinner in need of a Savior and, and you realize and you acknowledge that, hey, Jesus is the one and Jesus is the one that died on that cross and He, and he died for me and, 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 you, made it, and you made it something that is, that, that is an individual choice and, and it's something in your own heart and, and you haven't been writing on the the skirt tails of your of your parents or on some denomination or or on some work or anything else but it was there that you realized that hey I need Jesus and Jesus come and and, and be what it is that you need to be for me and and save me and and and, and be my savior and and however way that that took place in your heart and in your mind settle it and make sure that you you have that type of a, 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 a I, I use the cautiously the experience that that there has been a time in your life where you realize that you're a sinner and you need a Savior. And trust Him. Trust Him. And He'll give you a liberty that no one can take away. And He gives us such a peace and, and such a joy that, that even in the midst of some of the major trials in our lives, we understand that He still has it. And so that brings us to Psalm 37. I can tell you that many, many years ago, I accepted Christ as my Savior. I did so as a child. That's why I still see that it is oh so very important that we as a, as a body of believers and as a local church here that, that we put so much focus and emphasis upon our children, giving them the opportunity at a very young age to come to that knowledge because Really, uh, the faith of a child is much simpler than ours. You see, we have experiences in our lives where, where we might jump off something and, and somebody not catch us and we break our ankle and we find out that it hurts. And, and you find out that people maybe aren't as good to their word as you thought they were. And, and you have those experiences and the older you get, the more, the, the more callous you get to things and, and the harder it is for you to put your faith in something that that you can't see, and, and the older you get, and the more you turn away from that, the harder you get to the gospel. And, and, and as a child, you can get in the pool, and you can say, hey, jump, little Johnny, and little Johnny just jumps because he knows that dad's going to catch him, or, or that mom's going to catch him, or that if he doesn't, that he's going to be right there to pick you up and, and take you and carry you. And, and so we do need to focus a lot on our children today. And, and that's one of the things that just aggravates the tar out of me through all of this is that that thinking that that a church is non-essential and and we are dealing with life and death decisions every day with our children and understanding that they need to trust Christ as their Savior and, and save them from all of the regrets that we have in our lives and and all of the trash that's been filtering through our minds and and how God can protect them and and save them from those things and I am really sick of the government telling us that we have no business with our children. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. 
I find it majorly hypocritical. I don't know if majorly is a word or not. It is now. <laughs> they want to tell us that, hey, we got to protect our children. Well, let's go kill them in the womb. And in the state of Colorado, all the way up until time of delivery. How atrocious is that? How hypocritical is that? For those pastors who scold me for opening up the church, telling us that we need to follow Romans 13. You know who the government is? The government's the people. What governs the people is the Constitution. The Constitution is what we follow. And if a government doesn't follow the Constitution, they're immoral. We have no obligation to follow that. So let us follow our Savior. Let us follow follow the liberty that Christ gives us. And the immoral government will get theirs. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as a green herb. Enjoy your time, those who are ungodly and those who are unwilling to bow to God and those who want to place themselves in place of God and and those that think that that God is a myth and, and they don't want any part of that. Enjoy your day. Because eternity is long. Enjoy your day. But let us not burn with anger, as it says to fret not. Okay, Lord, I'm trying to hear this, okay? Trust in the Lord and do good. Even to those characters? Yes. Yes, Shannon, you need to trust in me and you need to do good. And dwell in the land and, and be fed and, and delight yourself in the things that I want you to do. And, and as you delight in those things that, that I would have you to do, that, that I'll give you the desires of your heart and, and you'll find out that your desires are my desires and, and your way, his way is my way. And, and you find out there's a peace and a comfort and a, and a security in that. And, and thank you, Lord, as we look to him and and we commit thy way unto the Lord. We, we, we take and we roll our way and roll our burdens and roll our life onto, that, on, onto the shoulders of our God. And, and when we give it all to God and say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm giving this to you. I'm, I'm unloading this burden that I have. And, and I'm going to give it to you and, and roll it onto your shoulders. And, and, and then, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to trust in you to bring it to pass. And you'll do what it is that you need to do with my life. And I'm going to go and do what you want me to do. I'm not, I'm not going to fret about the evildoers. They'll get their day. And, and I'm just going to do what it is that, that you tell me to do. I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to do good. I'm, I'm going to dwell and be fed and, and delight myself in you. I'm going to commit all these things to you. And, and then there's going to be a day when you're going to bring forth my uh, righteousness as the light and, and thy judgment as the noonday. Oh, there will be a day when judgment will come for those that, that, that say that you are non-essential or, or that you're a nuisance or persecute you in some other way or mock you because of your faith. And, 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 and that's okay because God's going to reveal all of that in the day. 
and I'll be okay. I'm going to rest in you. And I'm going to wait patiently. And that waiting patiently doesn't have the idea that, that you're just going to sit there with a smile on your face and, and whistle a tune and enjoy everything that's going on. Some of it will be, but not all of it. Sometimes you wait patiently for God to show you something because you're in just such a heavy grief. You just want to see God do something and, and you don't know what it is and so you just wait for him to show you. Sometimes you're going through a pretty bad trial in your life or whatever it may be and you're like, Lord, what are you doing to me? What? I mean, think about, think about this as a whole. Think about what this church family has gone through since we've moved into this building. And think of some of the trials that have come. Probably of the 23 years I've been here, some of the heaviest trials have been in the last two and a half years for our church family. And they're not always pleasant, but we wait patiently for God to do something, to use us, to, to be what it is that God wants us to be. We've been praying that now for a long time, and God, allow us to be what it is that you want us to be, and, and are we trusting him in that? We need to. And so we allow him to take us through the fire, take us through the furnace. Sometimes you find out that furnace gets pretty hot. Some of you are in the heat right now. You know what the nice part is? You're not alone. Christ walked with those three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Christ also has shown us that as a local body of believers that we are to represent Christ. And so those of you who are going through fires in your life right now, I want you to know to the best of our ability, and we're not as good as Jesus, okay, and we're not perfect, and, and we do fail along the way, but we are here. We'll do everything we can to help you. I had a chat with somebody right after Jeff's passing and was giving me the rundown on how dangerous a service would be. And I just told the guy, I said, whatever the family wants, that's what we're going to do. And we'll do that because that's what Christ would do. And so we do what it is that God wants us to do and we wait patient for, patiently for him. And then he says it again, fret not thyself, because of him who prospereth in his way, and because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. He, he's always purposing these things that are wicked and wrong, and, and, and here we see that. And, 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 and look, don't, please do not tell me that it's conspiracy any longer and tell me that, that, that they care about us, but whenever you have governors that are saying that you can have 50 people in, in, a, in a wedding ceremony or you can have 50 people in a bar all together, but you're still only allowed to have 10 in a church body, don't tell me that they care about our well-being. Don't tell me that they care about the, the functionality of a church body. It, it's way past that. And so don't try to convince me that, that the government is actually looking out for us. I've taught you that Hebrew word. It's called baloney. 
But Jesus does care. Jesus does care, and, and we don't need to fret about all of the wickedness that's going on, and, and all of that is the introduction to those last three things that he tells us here, and, and I'm still struggling with it, but he tells us to cease from anger. I really get ticked off. I've been mad since day one, and I shouldn't be. But I am. I mean, I, Wes and I went back and we watched the, well, we just looked at the pictures of the first day that I started the devotions. You guys should go back and do that. You'll get a kick out of this. So those devotions, you can go back and you look at the very first one, and I had a little bit of scruff. And, and then the last one that I did before I shaved, I, I looked like Tom Hanks on the movie when he was lost on the island talking to Wilson the ball. I look just like that. And the attitude was pretty much the same. Uh, it was terrible. I'm glad I was able to shave. But he says, and this is a command to cease from anger, to let go of it, to abandon it, to forsake it. Just get rid of the anger. You know, I was talking to Dustin today, and when certain trials come through your life, it really does help you prioritize, doesn't it? Just helps you to see what's important and what isn't. And so as I looked at this, and I, I saw some verses in Psalm 46, and turn over there if you would, I want to share Psalm 46 with you. And I'm not going to go real long. I may not get done with these three points today, but I'm going to quit on time just to, to show you that I can do it, Wes. <laughs> Let's read Psalm 46. I'm going to read it slowly, okay? As that one letter, I, I know you can't read fast, so I'm going to read slowly. God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. You know, I, I, I've read this over and over and over. I've read the word God over and over and over, and today God just laid something on my heart. That word God is Elohim, okay? I, I'm not here to impress you with that, but, but the em on the end of it is plural, okay? And, and so when you think of Elohim, then you know what God is saying here? God is saying that God the Father God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, he said, I, I want you to know that in this very time when, when David was writing this and in a time of trial and, 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 and in a time where, 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 where things, who knows what was going on, but we know there was a lot of battles and, and it was a time that was truly being tested and here God is saying that I want you to know that every part of my being is with you. Every part of God and who he is, he says, I want you to know that I am your refuge. I am your shelter. I am the place that you can go to and, and, and you can get out of the rain and, and you can get out of the hailstorm and, and you can get out of the fire and, and you can get out of the trials that are going on and, 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 and you can find a peace and a tranquility and, and it's there that all the noise can be shut out and it's God in all of his magnificence and in all that he is and he says that 
I am your refuge and, and I am your strength. Everything that we go through, he tells us that we can be powerful in his might and let us walk in his might. And even in Ephesians 6, when, when we have the devil casting his fiery darts at us and, and the very demons are, are after us and chasing our tail and, and trying to destroy our lives and, and we have all of this mess in this ungodly, wretched world that hates the believer and, and hates the sin sinner or the, or the one that preaches against sin and he hates the Word of God and, and there are all of those and, and here you are, you get worn out and I want you to know that you don't have to do this alone God is there, and he said, in every part of who I am, I'm with you. I am your refuge and your strength and, and a very present and an abundant force, a, 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 a muchness and, and exceedingly bunches of, of help in, in trouble. I am your assistance, and, and, and the word, and I know it's an older word, but sucker, S-U-C-C-O-U-R, and, and that means that, that I'm one that's going to come up beside you and I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to carry you and I'm going to walk with you and I'm going to be there for you at all times and, and I'll help you through the problems and, and when you stumble, I'll pick you up and when you need carried, I'll lift you up and I'll carry you and I'll be there for you at all times and whatever it is that you're going through, I want you to know that God is saying that in all parts of my being, you're my child and I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That's our God. That's our God. And, and when he tells us that, look, you need, to, you need to cease from anger and you need to quit worrying about all of the wretchedness out there and you need to understand that in all of this that, that your joy and your peace is not going to come from loaded magazines for your AR-15 and, and your loaded magazines for your 9mm and, and willing to die for that and and I thank God for those that have died and given us that freedom and that liberty. But truly, the only freedom and liberty that we will have for all eternity is through Christ. He is the one that will be our refuge, strength, and very present help in trouble. But don't think that we will be pacifists if you try to take away the liberties that we have. Don't think that we will bow on our knees and let you lop our heads off without there being a fight. But we trust that God is our refuge. He's our strength. And he's a very present help in trouble. And then he goes on, therefore, will not we fear... Though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled. Though the mountains shake with swelling thereof, Selah. There is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. Think of the promises that he gives us. Oh, even if the mountains tremble, even though they be carried into the sea, though the waters be troubled and the mountains shake, there is a city. There is a city. There is a place with a stream that is quietness. 
Jeff, you beat us there. But oh, we'll soon be coming. And we look forward to that day. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. You see all the turmoil and all the chaos? The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Do you, re do you understand the Lord of hosts, what that means? I, I know we read it a lot. You ever given thought, what's the host? The host of his angels, isn't it? How many does he have? Innumerable. I have no idea. Millions upon millions upon millions. How many would it take to destroy this world? One. He uses four. But he'd only need one. Those of you who think it's a bright idea to post something about the devil says you ought to fear and you have no fear because you are the storm. No, you're not. You're not even a raindrop in, in the power of Satan who is an angel. We would be dead, every one of us, if it was up to him. We're alive today by the grace and power of God. The one who controls even Satan. The one who can destroy him at any moment. And it's that Lord of hosts that says he is with us. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. You know what I see in this? Cease from anger and be still. And be still. And let God work. Let us serve Him. Let us not be so... It's, and I, and I, pre, I preach this to me, okay? You're just getting what I get. All right? Sorry, that's just the way it is. All right? But Shannon, you need to calm yourself down. You need to quit getting so caught up with the power-hungry politicians that are there and the ones that are spineless and, 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 and want to say one thing and, and won't do anything else. It's kind of like our own county. I'm getting myself in all kinds of trouble. One of our county commissioners says, hey, you guys all need to open up. And I, so I sent him a letter. I said, well, fine, show us how to do that. Give us, give us some kind of a help here in, in what we need to do. Well, hold on. Well, I can't tell you what to do or, or anything like that. You just need to go do it. And, and because we can't tell you what to do, well, you're telling me to open up. So give us some guidance on some things. Well, I can't do that. Well, I guess I know who I'm not voting for next time. I love how God shows us what to do. And here he says, cease from anger and be still and let God do it.
Let God do it. So that's what we'll do. I feel bad. I feel bad for the mayor of Chicago when she tells God, you and your local church is useless. You're a nuisance. God, with the spoken word, can send her into judgment. The God that we serve. Has he yet? No. Why? Because he's merciful. If he didn't have any mercy, we'd all be dead. I'd be leading the way. Charge! <laughs> but God is merciful. And so what do we do? We go back to Psalm 37, and we close. Cease from anger. Cease from anger. One of the testimonies that Wendy gave of Jeff, there's always this hardcore guy on the outside, but when he got around his grandkids, he was just a big, soft, squishy marshmallow. You know what I thought? I thought, you know what? That's more of what I need to be. I mean, there, there, there just comes a time where you just got to see what's important. And how do you want to be remembered? Most of you are probably going to remember me red in the face, spitting all over the front row. Sorry, you better wear your mask if you're going to sit on the front row. I'm going to have to put a spit screen up. <laughs> you know what you, you hope that you're remembered for? Is your love for your Savior and your love for people. And let God make you what you ought to be. Because otherwise... We die in a world of anger, bitterness, solitude, selfishness, anger, I mean, jealousy, rage, disappointment, regret, shame, name it. That's not what we want to be remembered by. Let's let God be who God needs to be in our lives. And let's trust him. Be set free through Christ. And stop. Just stop being angry. And let's serve him. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the willingness that you had to go to that cross for a bunch of wretched sinners. That deserved nothing but hell. And you loved us. And that is exactly what drove you to the cross. For no other reason than your love. For every one of us, even those that are shaking their fist at you and saying that you and your church are a nuisance, you died for that one too. It is hard to fathom. It's hard to explain and and understand and, and realize the, 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 the depth of your love. And, and Lord, we are trying and, and we fail so often. And I pray that you will help us. I pray that you'll help us to manifest that in our hearts and in our lives and how we treat one another, how we walk. 
And Father, I pray if there's someone that's watching on live stream, sitting outside in the parking lot, sitting in here that is just totally under bondage, that, Lord, today they would see that it's Christ that will set them free. Lord, they'll humble their hearts, and they'll come to you. And find, Lord, that you are the one that gives true liberty and freedom. And, Father, I thank you for our country. I thank you for those that have bled and died for our rights that we have to be able to do exactly what we're doing today. And help us not to squander that sacrifice. Father, I pray that you will guide us. Save those that need to be saved. Challenge those who need to be awakened as believers. And help us as believers to walk steadily and faithfully and honestly with you every day. Whatever needs to be done, I pray you do a work in the hearts of each one who's here today. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.